session with Pastor Ibrahim Isicha. I want to thank the Lord for this day that he has blessed us with. We do not take it for granted. It is the day the Lord has given unto us, a day like no other. Yes, I know it may sound repetitive, but each day we receive is a day we receive by grace. It is a day we receive by the grace of God. And we do not get tired of thanking God. We do not get tired of being in awe of God. It is a day the Father has given to each one of us that we may remember Him, we may speak of His goodness, we may reveal His mercies to the world, we may reveal His love to the world. The world desires to know Jesus Christ. The world deserves to know Jesus Christ. We owe the world Jesus. And therefore, we cannot be silent. We cannot keep the gospel to ourselves. Neither can we be silent because this treasure that has been entrusted to us is not for us, it is for the world. And therefore, we speak speak, we preach, as Paul says, the gospel of Jesus, the gospel of Christ, in which there is power to salvation to all those who believe, the power of God to salvation. This morning, I am delighted to have one of those moments to share with you the message of Jesus Christ. Father, receive glory, honor, and adoration. Thank you for being our Father. Thank you for being God. Thank you for the gift of salvation, the work that you accomplished on the cross, and you cried out and you said, it is finished. Therefore, today, Father, we can afford to live freely. We can afford to enter your victories we can afford to rest at your peace because, Father, you have done it all. We honor you this day. I remember all those who are listening to this broadcast from any part of the world they may be, Father, that as this message reaches out to them, to those who are already your children, that they may be encouraged, they may be built up in their faith, for those who have not known you yet, those who have not given their lives to you, Father, that they may be quickened by your Spirit, O Lord, to realize that in this world there is hopelessness, in this world there is trouble, in this world there is no peace, that they may desire the blessings of your salvation. Thank you, Lord. You have never stopped talking. You have never ceased speaking to us. You have never ceased speaking to the body of Christ. May your words go through every heart. May your words penetrate the hearts of men to exchange their hearts and that you may give them a heart of understanding, a heart of flesh, a heart that is receptive to your word, O Lord. That they may desire your righteousness above everything else. You're highly exalted, O God. You're highly lifted, 
oh master be glorified thank you for your forgiveness thank you for your salvation thank you for the gift of healing thank you oh master for master for opening our eyes thank you oh father for all the benefits of salvation we desire to dwell in your presence and to grow in the knowledge of your son jesus christ through whom we have our being through whom we live through whom we move through whom we have our being be exalted o lord speak to us and walk with us this day as we commit it into your hands that father you may lead us in the path of everlasting life in the name of jesus i pray and i believe amen and amen this day i want to encourage you with the book of psalms chapter tw- chapter 3 The word of God says, Lord, how have they increased who trouble me? This is a psalm of David. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who I lift up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice and he heard me from his holy hills I lay down and slept I woke for the Lord sustained me I will not be afraid of 10000 of people who have set themselves against me all around arise o lord save me o my god for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone you have broken the teeth of the ungodly salvation belongs to the lord your blessing is upon your people selah david is crying out to god acknowledging god for what he has done for him you may have been taught this or you may not have heard of this but we have two kinds of wisdom we have the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of god and the two are the two are foolishness to each other the wisdom of god is foolishness to the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of the world is foolishness to the wisdom of god the wisdom of the world walks after the flesh the wisdom of the world walks after the senses the wisdom of the world is sensual it walks after what it sees with its eyes it walks after what it hears with its ears it walks with after what it feels it walks after what it tastes it walks after what it understands but the wisdom of god is after the spirit and that's it if the spirit moves you move if the spirit stops you stop if the spirit turns it turns those who are sons of god these are led by the spirit of god and therefore the two perspectives will not understand each other flesh and spirit are contrary to one another they lust after one another they will never come a moment when the two will agree 
The only way that the two can work together is when one submits wholly to the other. And therefore, if the spirit submits wholly to the flesh, then you walk after the flesh and the spirit is dead. Because submission is a form of dead, death rather. But if the flesh submits wholly to the spirit, then the flesh follows the dictates of the spirit and the flesh is completely submitted. In other words, the flesh is dead when it comes to the spirit laden. When we fell at the garden, when men fell at the garden of Eden, the spirit men submitted wholly to the dictates of the flesh. The soul became stronger. The soul which has the faculty of intellect, the faculty of emotions, the faculty of the will, took charge and began leading, and we have the wisdom of the world that developed, and the spirit became dead at the point of the fall. But thank God we have Jesus Christ who came and resurrected us. He came and he rescued us for the flesh increasingly became stronger and rejected God. The word of God says in the book of Genesis that the flesh became exceedingly sinful or men became exceedingly sinful. In other words, they rejected God completely. But Jesus came that the spirit man may rise again. And those who follow Jesus, those who receive the Holy Spirit, the soul and the flesh are completely submitted. They are subjected to total submission. In other words, the flesh is silent. And so the children of God in this world, in as much as they are led by the Spirit, they will never be understood by those who walk after the flesh. The children of Israel, while they were following the cloud, they had no king, they had no leader. Jesus Christ was their leader in form of the cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. There was no dictating how the cloud would move. There was no way for them to foretell when the cloud would move. There was no way for them to foretell how the cloud would move. For how long will it move? At some point, it would move for a day. At some other point, it would move for months on end, and they were just to follow. And these looked foolish and stupid to those who are walking according to the wisdom of the world. And the two will never come to an agreement. While those who are led by the Spirit of God are walking after the Spirit of God, for these are the promise, the children of the promise. Those who walk after the flesh will look at them and mock them. So David says, Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. They look at David and they dismiss him. David may be in their caves. 
David may be in the wilderness. David may be where he ought not to be because everybody knows he was anointed to be the king. And so they do not understand. They dismiss him. But David knows one thing. And he says, You, O Lord, are my shield. You, O Lord, are my shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. This was a man who knew what his future looked like, but did not allow the prospects of what he was about to become to get to his head. He remained faithful and humble before God. He cried out to the Lord, and the Lord heard him. He would afford to sleep, he would afford to wake up, because he was sure the Lord will sustain him. This far the Lord was faithful to him, and the Lord is able to keep him as long as it takes. Now in verse 8 he says, Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Salvation is a gift from God, given to you, given to me, that we may know him, we may know Jesus Christ, the eternal one. It belongs to the people. It is not set for a few. Salvation was offered as a Greek, as a free gift at the cross. Jesus did not die for a set group of people or a people group. Jesus died for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And therefore, people all over the world have this free gift of salvation, that they may enter the family of God, that they may earn the right to become the children of God, that they may cry out, Abba, Father, by the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus up from the cross. It doesn't mean that those who are still in the world will leave you alone. They will mock you. Ishmael mocked Isaac. Ishmael mocked Isaac, and Sarah had to get rid of Ishmael, the child of the flesh. And therefore, as we reach out to you, we know and we understand the challenges that are ahead. As you receive the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ that calls on you to be led of the Spirit and your flesh to be fully submitted to the Spirit, there is a clear understanding that many of your friends will depart from you. Many of your friends will mock you. Jesus says in the book of Matthew chapter 5, that I have come not to bring peace, 
I have come, do not think that I have come to bring peace. The words that I will speak to you will cause fathers to rise up against their sons, sons to rise up against their fathers, mothers to rise up against their daughters and daughters against their mothers. Your own people will hand you over to those who are under the law, those who are in the flesh. They will mock you. It is given. We have heard of families in the Muslim world, Muslim families, when one of them gives their life to Jesus Christ, they is rejected by the family and thrown out as a matter of fact because of that belief, because they have seen the light. Now, to those who are in the flesh, they always think that they are in the light. Jesus says in the book of John chapter 9 that I have come to give sight to those who are blind and those who are blind those who think they see that they may remain blind and so when David cries out many rise up against me these are people who do not understand that David is of a different spirit And you are likely to face the same. And my encouragement to you is that you know your end, you know their end. Their end, when it is put on a pedestal, it amounts to nothing because the wisdom of this world comes to nothing. Ultimately, it ends up in nothing. But you who are in Christ Jesus, the promise is that you shall receive eternal life. That your end is in the Lord, of which there is really no end. You go and you dwell with the Father forever. This is eternal life. But their end is in devastation with all their accomplishments, with all their wisdom. The most genius, the most accomplished in this world, the most successful in this world, amounts to nothing. And as if history has confirmed this, that the great men and women in the wisdom of this world, the most accomplished, maybe in Hollywood, the celebrities and the richest in this world, they all end up in the box and they become nothing. It becomes vanity of vanities. Everything that is under the sun is vanity of vanities. But as for you, you have been raised up. You have been raised up. You are a new creation. You are seated with Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. You have been raised up where Jesus is far above all powers and principalities and dominions. You have been raised up with Jesus Christ and you're seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly places. So you are no longer under the sun. You are above. You are from above. But they will not understand that because the wisdom of this world is contrary to the wisdom of God. 
and say this morning I want to encourage you as you go off to work as you start your day as you go about your duties as you go about your plan be in a constant communication with God be in a constant communion with God let your spirit be renewed every day let your spirit be renewed every day there is no departing from God some time back i thought about prioritizing God not in the sense of putting God first and then family and then job and then relatives as people have always done no your god is your priority and there is no other there is no plan b there is no plan c there is nothing else jesus christ becomes your pursuit and christ alone paul says i put everything aside that i may pursue christ that i may gain the knowledge of jesus christ and so your pursuit for christ becomes your lifetime pursuit your only pursuit be it in your family when you look at the people in your family your loved ones you see them through the lens of Jesus Christ and nothing else when you look at your job you see it from the lens of Jesus Christ and nothing else your relatives your friends and all that you do is viewed and studied from the lens of Jesus Christ. He permeates the entirety of your life. He becomes your pursuit. What is God telling you concerning your spouse? What is God telling you concerning your children? What is God telling you concerning your job? What is God telling you concerning your errands? You are in a constant communion with God because you are being led by the spirit of God. You follow the spirit then it becomes paramount that then we must acknowledge god in all that we do we acknowledge god with all our heart all our soul with all our mind and everything that we have we acknowledge god he tells us what his thoughts are concerning the things in our lives if something is not pleasing before him we listen to his word and his wisdom concerning it we get rid of the things that defile the temple of the holy ghost it could be a relationship you are entertaining that is defiling the temple of the holy ghost it could be a movie that you're watching that is defiling the temple of the holy ghost for you are the temple of the holy ghost and god is dwelling in his house you are the house of god he is dwelling in you jesus says if you keep my word if you keep my commandments my father and i will come and we will make a dwelling in your house in your body 
for you are being led by the Spirit of God. Oh Lord Jesus. So may you be encouraged. May you also be fully aware that not everybody will approve what you do and how you move for you are under the spirit. Be prepared to look foolish. Be prepared to be mocked. And when it happens, don't look at the mockery. Look up unto God. David looked up and said, But you, O Lord, are my shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. You, O Lord, you only. When I cry out, you hear my voice. You hear me from the hills. And because I am under you, the might of your arm, I can afford to lie down and sleep. I'm not going to worry about what they say and what they think about me. Let them mock me. Let the children of the flesh, let the children of the world mock you. It is okay. Jesus says, in this world you shall have trouble. Let them mock you. It is fine. You can afford to sleep. You can afford to wake up, not bothered by what people say. For you do not put your trust in men. Today they sing your praises. Tomorrow they will call on you to be crucified. If they did it to our Lord of Lords, what makes you think they will not do it to you? I know we like saying that was them, but in many ways, many have behaved as they did in the days of Jesus in the flesh. But we have a Savior who fights for you. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. Vengeance is the Lord's. Vengeance is the Lord's. And therefore remain at peace. Be still and know that he is God. He keeps them in perfect peace. Whose minds are stayed on him. Isaiah 26.3 So be still. Don't be moved by the things you hear. Rather, do what Christ has called on you to do. To pray for them and to love them. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who mock you. Matthew 5, 11 and 12 says, Blessed are you when they revile you and they persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So rejoice. Pray for them. Yeah, they mock you, but you're praying for them. It is hard for the flesh to do that. It is hard for the flesh to understand that. But you are of the Spirit. 
The Spirit of God leads you to pray for them when they persecute you, when they mock you, when they call you foolish. You pray for them instead because you are governed by a different kingdom. You are governed by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I hope this message blesses you. Wherever you are, be encouraged. Walk steadfast. Hold firm to the confession of your faith. Look in unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I'm glad that you have listened to me. I'm glad that this day you will walk with the Lord, that you will listen to him as he speaks to you, and that you will be careful to observe all that the Lord has instructed you to do. Father, thank you for your message this day. I thank you for those whom you have placed under the authority of my voice. Father, let the words that you have spoken through me penetrate their hearts to encourage them in this journey of life, that they may desire more of you, that they may desire to grow in the knowledge of your Son, that they may desire heavenly things, things that are above, to the glory and honor of your name. May you be lifted, may you be glorified in their lives at all times. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of our Lord and Savior, we pray.